Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. How Yay. you guys doing? Good. Back Good. in the Thank office. You, Natalie. Uh, Rachel, last week you were in Las Vegas. I was. I was in Vegas for the International Builder Show put on by the National Association of Home Builders. And it was a convention of uh, all builders, designers, construction experts, everybody in the business. Um, And I believe they said it was their largest ever. There were over 100,000 industry experts there. Um, And they were all showing off the the best, the latest and greatest in building construction and design. Um, Everything from smart toilets to, um, you know, flooring, types of flooring to paint colors, um, Hmm. to insulation, solar panels, just anything you can possibly dream of, um, about the home. It was there. Did you have a nice trip? Uh, I did. I'm still recovering. However, (sighs) I think a week in Vegas is a lot for even the strongest of Vegas competitors. And you're, you're considering yourself among the strongest. (laughs) I mean, I think I can hang, mm, right? Mm. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but one of the coolest things you saw was the new American home, and I can't wait to talk to you about this because I know you had a very specific take on it. Yeah, Natalie, as you mentioned, we talked about it a little bit last week before you went. I went, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of I was making judgments based on the photos and thought everything looked really exciting and breathtaking. They do it every year. This was the 36th one, and it was built to show off kind of the best of the best from the, that showroom floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so they take all these kind of top, state-of-the-art, top-tier appliances or features or designs, and they put them in one house so that you can kind of see how it would look in a residential setting. Right. And the yeah. house is, you know, it's a showcase home, but it's also supposed to it's meant to be livable, and it actually is on the market um, right now for six point five million dollars. Wow! Right, I remember you mentioned that last week. How right. many? How many square feet is it? Do you have a uh, eight thousand? Eight thousand over eight thousand. Okay. Wow! Wow! So it's, it's big. big. Yeah. How yeah, many, and it's one story. How so many it's, bedrooms? Like five. Or uh, six? Five, I believe. Okay. Yeah, five bedrooms, four and a half baths. Okay. Hmm. Um, it was a very, uh, very modern house. Mm-hmm. Um, the de- the design and decor were very modern, almost masculine. There's mm-hmm. lots of dark kind of um, industrial black beams, concrete walls, but mm-hmm. lots of glass too. Uh-huh. And the views were out of this world. Bananas. Yeah, I mean. And what do you see? Do you see like the valley below? Do you see, are you able to see the strip? Or? Yeah, you're perched high above um, Las Vegas, and so yeah, you see the. The valley below, and then you can see the lights at the mm-hmm. strip. Mm-hmm. And you can, um, it's panoramic. So if you step out and you can sit by the fire pit and look down, or you can get in the infinity pool, which was very tempting to me. Did they have a hot tub? Yeah, they had a hot tub built into the infinity pool. That's your, that's your, that's your dream. That's my jam. Rachel yeah. loves hot tubs. She I does. Do. And I think it was kind of weird because there were certain parts of the house that were super airy and open and then there were certain parts of the house where um i got lost because it it twists and turns and i I was with our colleague uh claire trapasso who's our senior news editor and we were touring the house together and i would lose her Mm -hmm. um in some of the bedrooms because there it's it was windy um 
And it was com- the complete opposite of kind of the airy, open feel that you have in the main great room and kitchen. And sometimes I felt like I was at a car lot. And oh. especially when you walked into the, the man cave slash garage, um, which they do indeed call it a man cave. And um, it's Wait. got this crazy red de- decor scheme where it's kind of, I don't know, it just reminded me of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right. Um, mm. When, Even with, with the like glass windows and everything, in yeah. like Camp Cameron's house with his with his dad's car, when they're trying to put the miles back on the car. <laughs> yeah, but even that seemed more warm and inviting because it was you're surrounded by trees. Whereas right, here right. you've got this weird kind of eighties looking huh. um, red, bright red decor scheme. I don't know. It's very hard to describe. Enough Mm. about the things you hated. What did you love about this place? What was your favorite thing? Well, I (laughs) talked a lot last week about the things that I thought I loved. So, but I mean, you went in it once you walked in. Did those confirm? Were those confirmed as the things you loved? Yeah, like when you walked through the door, what was like? You were like, "Holy moly!" I I think just the outside, the outdoor area, out back, the views, the Mm -hmm. infinity pool, the outdoor kitchen, the fire pits. um, Those views were unrivaled. And in terms of the, you know, you talked about how they, you know, are using it as a showpiece to show off the latest technology, mm-hmm. the latest innovations in appliances and things like that. Did you see something that wowed you on, on that front, like where you looked at an appliance or a bathroom or something where you were like, wow, this is dialed in and I never even knew this existed? I didn't, but our colleague Claire uh, took it upon herself to use the bathroom and uh-huh. one of the bathrooms in the house, I believe it was the master, and came out just raving about the fact that the toilet knew she had walked in <laughs> And started heating up before she even sat down. Wow. So she thought, she said it put car seats, heated car seats to shame. And she thought that was the coolest thing. Um, It turns out that toilet, I don't think she experienced this, but it also um, sings to you. I don't know what it sings, Uh but uh, it will sing to you and it uh, sprays everywhere. It functions as a bidet. bidet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As a $2,000 toilet. So. Uh And she, she she raved about it. Yeah, she okay. thought that was pretty cool. Okay. My question um, is, what's the point of the toilet singing to you? Like, you mean like it'll play music? If you... Well, I don't know. I, you know, I know that in Japan, in public bathrooms, they do have toilets that make noise, like flushing, continuous, like flushing noise or white noise. Oh, so oh that, I like so that, that. So that people don't hear your business. Yeah. But that's in a public bathroom bathroom well i mean hey maybe they're trying to bring that same uh, that's the only thing i can think of maybe there's right, another reason right, right. but that's the only thing i can think of off the top of my head is that it could be used to mask any other unpleasant noises you're making in the bathroom gotcha that could, that could be it what would be the song that you would want <laughs> on a loop on your toilet Whoop! there it is <laughs> <laughs> what about you natalie uh the first song that comes to my mind is uh, that Maroon 5 song, Sugar. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I don't know why. But I like that. How about you? Uh, I think I would do Roses by Outkast. Okay. Because right. there's the word poo poo in it. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. I, I, yeah, I'm not hating on the house. It was beautiful. Um, the living area, the kitchen, everything was was really gorgeous, but um, just not quite my 
taste. Design, aesthetic. Right. Um, but I certainly would not turn it down no. if somebody wanted to. Of course not. Uh, gift me a $6.5 million home in the Las Vegas <laughs> yeah. hills. No, I, I, I think it's gorgeous. We do have photos online if you go to realtor.com slash news or if you want to search for the new American home 2019realtor.com, you will find it. Um, really breathtaking photos. I've, I wanted to put all the ones up that we had. So They literally took your breath away. They did. <laughs> I gasped. <laughs> so, Rachel, that house you looked at in Las Vegas was $6.5 million, and it was in Henderson, Nevada. It was. Uh, we looked at the most expensive neighborhood in each and every state in the U.S. Henderson, Nevada, not one of them. Oh, so really? So this was a different story. This is a different story. We This was a data-driven story, Natalie. Uh-huh. We It was data and reportorial. I mean, uh, we had Allison, our, one of our dogged reporters, just dig deep. Mm-hmm. Into, Go, Allison. Into 50 states, or actually 51, because I think we included the District of, district of Columbia. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we looked at was zip codes across the country, and we said, where where is the highest median listing price for a particular zip code? And mm-hmm. we eliminated any zip codes that had less than 30 listings per month, so it wouldn't be skewed by a small town with a bunch of high dollar listing. So if you are interested in seeing what zip code was the most expensive in your state, uh, we would suggest going to realtor.com, searching on 2019 most expensive neighborhoods mm-hmm. and, and checking out the list for yourself. I was just going to ask, yeah. I was just going to ask you guys, what's, what's the most expensive neighborhood in your state? In our state, it's Beverly Hills. Because you're in California. 90210, but that's it's far, far away from where we are, probably about 600 miles away, 500 miles away. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in, in New York, I don't know. Natalie, did you look to see what New York was? It's Tribeca. Oh, and that's where you live? Uh, no, I live very far away from Tribeca. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, Tribeca is in Manhattan. It's on the southwestern uh, part of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so wanky. It's yeah. just movie stars and rich. Is it like full floor, full full floor apartments and yeah, lofts yeah, yeah. and that people can... think of like a Tribeca loft as, yeah. as a classic, like you know, right? Architecture, okay. There. But yeah, rich and famous, rich and famous. And Rachel, you spent a long time in Tennessee growing I did. up. Uh, what was the most expensive zip code in Tennessee, and were you surprised? Yeah, I grew up in Tennessee. I am not surprised by the most expensive zip code or neighborhood, which is Franklin, Tennessee. Um, it's just outside Nashville. Uh, there are huge companies there like Nissan, um, and it's where all the celebs flock. So right. a lot of country music mm-hmm. stars, pop stars, uh, actors and actresses have all um, migrated from L.A. and called um, Franklin home. Mm-hmm. So you've got Miley Cyrus. Um, and most recently we had, uh, Keith Urban, Nicole Kidman. I think they just recently sold their house in Franklin. And I'm okay. not sure if they're going to buy another, but. So um, it's a, it's a kind of a ritzy suburb of Nashville. Yeah. It's very affluent, mm-hmm. but also very quaint at the same time. Yeah. There's lots to do mm-hmm. little festivals. Okay. Yeah. If you look at the list of the full 51, you'll find the most expensive neighborhood in Arkansas, West Virginia, Alaska, mm-hmm. 
Nebraska, Alabama, yeah, wherever wherever the heck you want to find. It, it, some of them are, like I said, places that we are familiar with or, you know, know about or have heard of. And then there are mm-hmm. some places where you're like, hmm, I've never heard of that place. And we went in and did some reporting. Allison reported on why this particular area is uh, a haven for the affluent. Definitely, if you want to check this article out, uh, check out Most Expensive Neighborhoods 2019 Realtor.com. Go to your favorite search engine, type that in, and you will find this great article. We're heading down to Texas, uh, and we found out this week we learned of Chip and Joanna Gaines's newest project. What? What are they up to now? Yeah. What are they up to now, Natalie? Chip and Joanna Gaines of Fixer Upper Fame um, have purchased, it is confirmed that they have purchased a castle, and it's a 129-year-old, 1,700-square-foot stone building in Castle Heights, uh, which is a neighborhood in Waco. Uh-huh. It's a historic landmark. They bought it for um, $425,000. Well, it was listed for four twenty five. We don't know exactly what Chip and Joe paid for it. Yes, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, but um, it, the place, this place has been vacant for a couple of decades. It must be pretty run down. Oh, it's it's completely run down. Okay. Um, it's, it's the definition of a medieval fixer-upper. Uh, <laughs> it's, if you looked up medieval fixer-upper in yeah. the dictionary. You will find this place. Um, um, yeah. It's a cool. It's a cool structure. It's right. a cool, you know, great it, architecture. Yeah, it ha- I mean, it has a distinctive look from the outside. I mean, it has that you know stone castle look. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you wouldn't and you wouldn't expect to find a building like this in Waco. I don't think. No, no. of course not. No, we don't know what they're going to do with it yet. Uh, they haven't released any sort of statement right. or any on social media or you know via press release but uh so people are only speculating sure but um you know they could turn it into a uh, bed and breakfast right. they have a couple of those um in the waco texas area um some people are speculating that they may turn it into an event space it would right. be a beautiful location for a wedding okay so natalie do you think that yeah. i mean is did you get any speculation that this would be kind of maybe their first big piece of content for their new network like renovating this castle like could this be a series in and of itself maybe like a, a show like renovating the waco castle six episodes castle, castle construction sure yeah fixer upper castle Cottonwood Castle. Yeah, no, it totally could be. Yeah, um, I, I could There's see a that. lot of work to be done on this one. A previous contractor estimated that um, updates would cost anywhere from 600000 to a $1 million. Right. So wow. this is not a cheap renovation. Um, and whatever they plan on putting into it, they must believe that they're going to make it back. Um, here's my question, Eric. Do you think that they're going to do this as a – is there any possibility they're doing this as a flip? Do you think they're no? I think they're that, fixing this up to sell. No, I think that they're just building it to, or not building it. They are renovating it to expand their footprint within Waco. I mean, I could see mm-hmm. them, you know, like you said, transforming this into the Magnolia wedding venue, you know, and having oh, yeah. and having folks get you know get married there. Like you said, an event space. Like there's so many uses. They could you know use it for filming. They could this could be the headquarters of their you know. Their, net, their new network or their new shows. Yeah, I mean, Joe is always on the lookout for unique properties. Right. When she saw the silos, she's like, I need to have those. And they 
weren't even for sale. Right. And she was able to get them to sell them to her. So yep. uh, I think she probably saw this place and was like, I can do something cool with this castle. Yep. I, given their aesthetic, I think that, you know, I'd like to see them work in a in a house that's not exactly, a, you know, kind of a modern farmhouse-y vibe. Right. Right. That was my other question. This... I don't know if their vibe can necessarily work with the architecture of this well, place. Well, but maybe, I they'll, mean, maybe they'll, you know, I, they're, like I said, they know what they're doing. They're smart. They, I think that they might... Shake it up a bit. Shake it up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rachel. Mm-hmm. I just don't see a sliding barn door in this place. I don't see... No. Subway tile? Lap. Subway tile? I could, maybe. <laughs> I don't huh. Chip and Joe, they're going the, medieval. There they go. They're, they're our favorites. People love to know what they're up to. So it's time now for our last segment, Winners and Losers. This is where we discuss the celebrities and their real estate and those who had a score, had a great, made a great deal, and those who didn't fare so well. So let's begin with our loser. Uh, our loser is <laughs> – it's funny. I'm looking at the doc. It's not Eleanor Roosevelt. Um <laughs> But it kind of is. It kind of is. <laughs> Poor Eleanor so, Roosevelt. So this property uh, was Eleanor Roosevelt's former home. Uh. Um, so I guess you could say that the loser is the current owner Got of it. this former home of Eleanor Roosevelt. But uh, the reason that we're calling this our loser is because um, it took another price cut. So this is a home in New York City. It's uh, located on East 63rd Street. So that's kind of lower upper east side i guess you would say kind of midtown upper east side area it's a massive townhouse it's a five-story townhouse um it was constructed in 1873 and uh it's a 5200 square foot mansion it's a beautiful property Uh um she lived here eleanor lived here between uh 1953 and 1958 so this is after fdr died um, but she returned back to New York, okay. her home state, and uh, lived here for five years. And so the reason why this is our loser, as I said, is because um, – It took a price cut? It took a price cut. It first came on the market in 2015 for 16 mil. And um, the price has been steadily dropping um, in 2016 and again in 2017. It's currently listed at 13.5 mil, um, and the most recent price cut was this month. It's not a huge drop, Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, if you look at the real estate, you know, the comps in that area, this is one of the most expensive uh, properties in that area. Um, That could be a reason why it's not selling. Um, We spoke with a real estate agent, and she believes, you know, there there may be a number of factors. Ultimately, of course, it's a beautiful property. It's... Um, the interiors were restored a couple years ago. They've, I think the owner put like $2 million in. So um, the the interiors are uh, kind of like Victorian style um, that harken back to, you know, when the house was built. So um, – Are they dated? Would, would, would somebody call them dated in spots or – Dated in the sense of how they look. Okay. But, you know, they're not like shoddy. They're mm-hmm. not um, – Right. It's not gross inside. Right. It's It's – Beautifully restored, um, but the real estate agent does seem to think that the New York buyer is looking for that sleek, modern, right? You know, high rise thing, right? <laughs> um, and and she believes that 
people are kind of coming around more to the historic townhouse look. Does so she, did, did it, she give it any indication that a buyer would then buy it and possibly just gut it or, you know, to keep maybe some of the historic elements but put their own signature stamp on it? I'm not sure. Oh, come she, on. Don't um, yeah, she didn't mention anything about um, – you know, anyone coming to gut it. What she did say about people coming for showings was that they'll say, oh, you know, this is great, but we'd love to have this in here. Or like this, you know, the, the, the butler's pantry is great, but it'd be great if there was a little like elevator here. Or, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the security <laughs> system like needs to be upgraded and like all these little things. And so she said it has been an exercise in sort of tweak, little tweaks and up, up, updating the whole property. Um, so they're learning kind of as they go based on feedback from folks that are touring the house. Exactly. Yeah. I think it ultimately just comes down to finding the right buyer at the right time. And, you know, with all these luxury properties, that that is kind of the story. Well, like, and in you, this case, there's a little bit of complexity because you have to find a buyer that appreciates that historic mm-hmm. look both inside and out. And like you say, a lot of today's buyers, especially if they're spending $13 million, I think want that, you know, sleek, modern. Right. What about you, Natalie? You live in New York. Do you Does this style <laughs> appeal to you? You know, it really does. Um, I love the molding on the walls. I love the fireplaces. I think there's like six or seven fireplaces. These beautiful marble mantles. Mm-hmm. Um, the door, the arched doorways, the built-ins. Uh, I really love it. Um, I would definitely give it more of a modern upgrade, though, Twist, if I yeah. were to drop $13.5 million. Um you know, the kitchen definitely needs mm-hmm. some updating. Uh, but the, there's an amazing outdoor patio. There's um, a roof terrace. So it's just, it's a. I think it's a really great property. I think uh, someone just needs to see the potential in it and show it some love. Sell. Yeah. So, Eric, our winner our w- is Jeb! <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> doesn't make sense to anybody <laughs> but yeah, it I love does it. if you paid attention to the presidential election it makes a ton of sense uh, yeah he uh jeb bush he was a candidate for president in uh, 2015 2016 i don't remember exactly when he suspended operations there but <laughs> <laughs> he it was shortly after he uh told an audience to clap for him Please clap. Please clap. Yeah, Jeb Bush is selling a $1.8 million home in Coral Gables. It's an exclusive community of like 10 townhouses, and Jeb's townhouse is pretty dang gorgeous. I wonder who's in the other nine. Uh, we don't know. I'm sure we don't. Heavy but... hitters, probably. Yeah. But it's, I think mm-hmm. it's, I, I couldn't quite figure out, I looked at the site of the development uh, that it's called, it's called Almeria Row. It's an exclusive grouping of 10 luxury townhouses couldn't tell if it was gated i'm assuming it is just because he was living in this house or townhouse when he was running for president and Mm. conveniently it comes with a guest house a two-bedroom guest house in the back over the garage so that would be ideal for somebody that needs extra security or has relatives. Do they visit him in Florida? I don't I know. Like I mean, Jeb if, goes out to them. If they do, I bet they don't. You don't think they go to Florida? No. Uh, I think I think in that family, Jeb has to go to them. Wow. You don't think G.W. Bush wants to go down and party mm. in Miami Beach? Mm. No. Really, he just stays on the Texas ranch. I th- I think I think in that yeah that relationship, Jeb. 
Jeb, Jeb travels. Goes, Jeb goes to him. Okay. All right. That's my guess. No, that, that, that's a, I, I like your opinion. It's fine. But <laughs> this house, in any event, this house does have a guest house if you, if you wanted to go mm. visit Jeb, if he gets any visitors. I mean, I can visit him. It's a nice house. Yeah. Please clap. <laughs> please clap for the townhouse. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's close to Miami, but not right on Miami. It's about, like, I mapped it. It's about a 20-minute drive to downtown and about 30 minutes to south beach so it it, it puts you close enough to the action but you know removed and like i say this is like a luxury townhouse it's all white marble and wood floors and it's gorgeous uh but we 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 reached out to the agent she wasn't able to comment so we're not quite sure why jeb is deciding to part with this place now we do know that in 2015 or 2016, I believe there were there was talk that he was building a place in Kennebunkport, uh, mm-hmm. you know, alongside the Bush family compound, a place of his own. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what's next for Jeb, but uh, this place that he's selling in Coral Gables is quite nice. Please clap for Jeb. Please clap. Please clap for House Party Please. because yes. that's the end of our show. What? Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Clap you too. So um, if you want to read any of the stories that we discussed today, please go to Realtor.com slash news. You can also search for these stories in your favorite search engine. Um, Just type in the topic and Realtor.com. It is bound to pop up. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at podcast at Realtor.com. You can follow us on Twitter at HousePartyPod. And uh, we're always happy to hear from you. So drop us a line. Let us know. If you like the show, please give us five stars on Apple Podcast. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to hear more content to get it delivered to your phone the moment that we publish it. And uh, anything else? I think that's it. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week, Eric. Yes, thank you, Natalie. <laughs> have, have a blessed weekend. You have a blessed weekend. Bless. Thank you. Listeners, bless. <laughs> Bless up. (laughs) Please clap. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye.